Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Good morning, Bridgewater Church. It is great to be with you on this beautiful Sunday morning in August. And I hope you're ready to hear the word of God. Now, I realize my setting is different. We have been doing a lot in preparation for what just ended yesterday, which is Family Fun Day. And we'll be reporting about that great outreach. But for this morning, I'm excited to get back into Acts chapter three and four. We're in the second week of our series called Cool Off and Breathe. And we're talking about what it really means to prepare for God to bring revival into our hearts and lives. And here's what's so ironic. Often when we feel like something is about to happen in our lives, we make a to-do list mentally, maybe even physically, And we start thinking, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this on my calendar. I've got to talk to these people. But what God is actually saying is very simplistic. He's saying, look, I need you to prepare for for the incredible blessing I'm about to give to you. But I need you to stop, cool off, and breathe. Just breathe. Take in a deep breath. That goes against the grain for most of us. We we gotta be busy and we're always running. God says, just stop. And the anchor verses that help us understand God's perspective on our lives comes out of Acts chapter three, verses 19 through 20. We actually get to cover those verses today, but these are the anchor verses for this series, Cool Off and Breathe, and I wanna read them to you. The apostle Peter said, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed to you, even Jesus. That phrase, a season of refreshing, days of refreshing, it says in some uh, versions of the Bible, this is what it means. A season of cooling like a cold drink of water on a hot day. It is the recovery of a breath that will lead to our revival. Wow, I love that. I think this is so incredible. I think it's so important for us to just realize God is doing some incredible things. He's doing incredible things in your life. He's doing amazing things here at Bridgewater Church. You're our online Bridgewater family. We just made Pastor Liz Snyder our online pastor to serve the people who watch us every week online. That's something new. That's something refreshing. You see, I know this for certain. We've got to stop. We've got to cool off and drink that living water that only God can give. And then we need to breathe. 
because God is getting ready to do something incredible. I, I enjoy and I've always enjoyed reading about D.L. Moody, the great evangelist from the 1800s. He's a spiritual a mentor for me from decades and decades ago that I can only read about. This story that I found was so inspirational. Moody was in England, but he was finishing a series of what we would call revival meetings. It's the mid-1800s, and he's in Scotland, in Glasgow. On the last day of his preaching, they moved the crowds to the botanical gardens because it had the most space uh, for people to gather. He really thought he would be preaching in, a gla in the glass palace that was on the grounds that would hold uh, five, 6,000 people. But when he got there, the crowds had gathered so early that there were 20 to 30,000 people on the outside of the glass palace and another three, 5,000 or so people full, standing room only in inside the glass palace. And Ira Sankey, his worship leader, was already inside. And another pastor and a group of leaders had to lead that meeting because D.L. Moody could not get inside. So you know what Moody did? He stood up on the top of the horse-drawn coach and God gave an amplification that day just as if there was a microphone. And they hadn't been created yet. And when it was all said and done, Moody invited anyone to come inside because they were, this crowd was starting to move. He said, if there's any of you who want to accept Jesus as your savior and have more questions, he called it the inquiry, then come inside. Thousands of people came, they got inside, they stood, and he said, if you want Jesus as your savior, then I want you to stand. More than 2,000 people accepted Jesus as their savior that day. But it was Dr. Andrew Bonar, a pastor, a leader, who gave this personal eyewitness testimony. He said, there have been not a few awakened of late and the interest is deepening. The ministers of all denominations take part most cordially. Men are coming from great distances to ask the way of life by the Holy Spirit. And listen to this church, who is breathing over the land. Okay, there it is. Days of refreshing, catching our breath, a cool drink of divine living water. Do you want that? In this second message in the series, Cool Off and Breathe, I actually want to answer this question. Do people want to experience God? In fact, I'm going to give you three refreshing questions that come out of the continuation of our story in Acts chapter three. Don't forget where we were last week, or maybe you're brand new and you're joining us. I don't want you to feel left out. There was a beggar who for decades had sat outside the temple courts in Jerusalem, begging for money. When he called out for financial help from Peter and John, Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have for you in the name of Jesus I give you, get up and walk. 
and he did. He was healed. I want to understand this next part intricately. Because the, the healed man goes into the temple courts through the gate beautiful, and he rejoices. He's excited. A crowd draws in together. And Peter is able to preach what some scholars would say is his second message. The first being in Acts chapter 2. Now we're in Acts chapter 3. He's preaching. He's teaching. He's sharing the message of Jesus with this crowd of Jewish believers. And that's where these three refreshing questions come. They come from this story. And you and I need these questions in our own life today. So let's get started. In Acts chapter 3, verses 11 through 16, it says, While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. If you disown the holy and righteous one and ask that a murderer be released to you, you actually killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him as you can all see. Here's our first incredible question. Are we surprised that people need God? Sometimes I wonder how people literally function in life thinking that there is no God when the evidence of God is all around us. And I, I want you to understand that in this story, Peter is respectful. He builds a bridge to this Jewish group of people, probably all men in this part of the temple court. And he says... This is exactly what our forefathers promised. This is what God said to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And actually, Peter is declaring that this cripple has been cured because Jesus has been glorified. This is why Peter looks at the crowd and he does two things. He says, look, this is a reality check. Man, we all need reality checks in our lives. We all need to understand what the truth is. We can't just keep living life the way it is. Life changes. Life shifts. It flows. It's, it's, it's dynamic. And Peter says, let's just get something clear. You don't get a buy or a pass because you as the Jewish people, you're the ones that gave Jesus over to Pilate. You're the one that made the decision, even though Pilate didn't want to kill him, to, to, to say we wanted another person released, and, and they released Barabbas. He said, you're the ones that killed him, but God raised, God the Father raised Jesus 
from the dead. Now, is he being cruel? No, Peter is not being cruel. He's just stating the facts. And we need the facts in our own lives. It's amazing how we become comfortable with things that are not healthy or helpful in our walk with God or in our desire to seek God. And we begin to go the other way and we begin to listen to other people and we begin to tune in to things on YouTube or podcast and we begin to say that that's where the truth is. No, the truth is right here in God's word. And Peter said, you see this man who is healed It is by the name of Jesus. In fact, I like this in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. The apostle Paul writes, for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Tell me where there is a power in this world that is as great as the power of Christ in us. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, the Apostle Paul writes that Jesus wants to give us all fullness through the power of his spirit. He wants to refresh us. He wants to revive us. What are we waiting for? Here's the question today. Do people want to experience God? And I believe they do. But I think people are just off track. I think people have just gone their own way. I know that I can get off the path. Can't you? We got to get back on. And this is the second thing Peter says. Why does this surprise you? I'm intrigued with this word surprise. The word surprise in verse 12 literally means to marvel at, to have wonderment, to have admiration for. And then Peter says this, why does it surprise you that in the name of Jesus, a life like this beggar man has been transformed? Man, I love it. I love it when I see people who are transformed by Jesus Christ. I can preach and I can share the word of God. I can't transform your life. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can reach into our hearts and help us deal with the sludge and the sin and the the fears and the struggles. Only Jesus can do that and he wants to do it. And if you are a person who wants to experience God, remember this, there are people like us all around, all around us. We don't need to feel burdened or intimidated to share Jesus with other people. We need to just speak the name of Jesus out loud. In fact, did you catch this? Peter actually says to the crowd in Solomon's colonnade, he says, look, by the name of Jesus and by faith, 
This man has been healed. Can I read another passage of scripture? In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10, again the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, and he says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show, and I love this, the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this, not from yourselves, is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Do people want to experience God? Do you? Do you want that refreshment that only Jesus can give? Then listen to what Peter said, and even Paul echoes it in Ephesus. Jesus Christ loves you and me so much. He wants to shower his riches upon us, but he needs an active partner who by faith, just the faith of a mustard seed, just the faith of a beggar who thought he needed money, but was given the miracle to walk by faith. Come on. Where are you struggling? Is your faith tank empty? Are you, are you trying to live out the power of God in your own life? Man, my father-in-law one time when I was going fishing in Sault Ste. outside of Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, he said, Drew, make sure before you come home you get gas in the upper peninsula of Michigan. I blew it off. I didn't do it. I just didn't do it. I didn't want to pay the price. And my father-in-law had said, gas will be much more expensive in Canada, but do not get back into the upper peninsula of Michigan without going to the gas station. And I just blew it off. I was young. I knew it all. And guess what? We ran out of gas. We got over the line and we ran out of gas. And then a French Canadian was nice. He stopped to help us. And guess what? Then he ran out of gas. Folks, come on. Come on. Stop trying to find faith in, 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 in the negative events of life. Stop trying to look for faith in your past regrets. Stop allowing the enemy of your soul to rob you. Don't be surprised that God marvelously, with wonderment and grace and love, wants you to experience his power and his mercy, which leads to the next question in Acts chapter 3, verses 17 through 20. In this second message Peter preaches, he says, Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Wow, here it comes. Here's our anchor verses, church. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Here's our second crucial question of refreshment. Are you ready? 
Why do we need to repent? Wow. Can we just experience the love of Jesus? Can we just soak in the grace and mercy of God? Yes. Yes, you can. But Peter makes it clear that if we want to drink deep from God's well of divine living water, if we want to be cooled off and be able to breathe as we prepare for revival, we all need to do an inventory and repent. Now, sometimes it's easy to repent of sins that are called, and and maybe you've never heard this, but I did as a kid, sins of omission. It simply means I omitted. I omitted it. I forgot it. Uh, I, I didn't mean to. Do you ever hear that from your kids? I didn't mean to, Dad. But then there are the sins of commission. I committed it. I intentionally decided to do it. I have sins of omission in my life, church. I love you. I want you to know that. But sometimes I have some sins of commission where I meant to commit it. I said it. I did it. In fact, if you're a little OCD like I can be, I, I thought of this the other day. O, om, sins of omission. Uh, C, sins of commission. Equal D, death. (laughs) Did you notice? C-O-D. Did you notice that the word that precedes omission and commission is the same word sin? And the word sin most often used in the New Testament is the Greek word hamartia. It's the archer that draws back the bow and lets the arrow fly, believing it will hit the bullseye. But then it misses the mark. That's hamartia, to miss the mark. Anytime we sin, we miss the mark. Anytime that we uh, try to do what God is calling us to do, and whether it's neglect or whether it's intentionality, when we sin, we are separated from God and This is why Peter said repent. The word repent means to turn away from. It's not a 360. It's a 180. I'm going to go in a different direction. And you know what? We can't do that on our own. If you're struggling with a habitual sin, if there is an addiction, a problem, a difficulty that you have, just know this. You're not going to be able to get free on your own. You need the power of Jesus Christ and the encouragement of others. Did you notice that it was Peter who helped the man up until his legs were strong and he could dance a dance of praise? We need to help each other. And that's why I love this verse in John 8, 34. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, as a slave, no permanent place. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Let's just be clear about what Jesus was saying. Whether son or daughter, if we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we need his help. And remember, I love D.L. Moody. Think about how much God blessed the ministry of Dwight Moody, just like we heard about in Scotland. Well, here's another great story about Moody. He was was preaching and had an amazing first service in one of his tours in England. 
But then after the service, a man who was convicted and upset came to him, said something only Moody could hear, and it was vicious. It was rude. I can relate. I've had that happen after a great service. Or somebody says, comes and says something to me that's very insensitive. Moody literally was so offended, he pushed the man back from him. He didn't mean to hurt the man, but there was a short set of stairs. The man fell down and left. Everyone who saw it, and of course, people were all around Moody. Everyone who saw it thought the next service he preaches just in a few minutes, it'll be over. It'll never happen. Why? Because the, the word started to fly. The story was being shared. Man, how many times have great movements of God been squelched by gossip and sin? You know what Moody did? Moody got up and before the service even got really going, he said, I, I, was, I, I reacted to a man and it was wrong. I've sinned. My temper got in the way. I need to ask his forgiveness. He didn't know who he was, but he said, I want that gentleman, if he's hearing these words, to please forgive me and all of you forgive me because he did not want to become a barrier at all to the refreshment power of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? That second service closed with hundreds of people coming to know Christ as his Savior. I want you to realize that the vision that God has for all of us is to be refreshed. And that's why we need this third and final question. Now let's just recap the first two questions. Are we surprised people need God? And why do we need to repent? Because we've sinned. We've all sinned, missed the mark, and fallen short of the glory of God. But the third question is found in the closing of this part of the story in Acts chapter 3, verses 20 through 26. Peter goes on to say, and we're, we're catching verse 20 again. And that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything. As he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel and all the prophets who have spoken and have foretold these days, and you are heirs of those prophets and of a covenant God made with your fathers, he said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Here's our third question. Does God want to bless us? Now, please don't miss the order. You and I have to want to experience the refreshment of God. We've got to stop, catch our breath, and let God prepare us for revival. That means we also have to repent. We've got a clean house. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I know I have. And we need to repent. Repent. 
But once we do, then we're told, and here's the question, does God want to bless us? And the answer is yes. Now, I went back and I caught verse 20 for this reason. Don't miss the bridge that Peter is building, again, with the Jewish people. The Jewish people are God's chosen people. Don't be offended by that. Don't be put off by that. That is a beautiful thing. And God sent Jesus through the line of David, the king, so that the Savior would be born to a virgin. He would live on this earth, totally human, totally divine, and be able to die on the cross, the perfect Lamb of God, for our sins, and then be resurrected from the dead. Jesus is alive, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us. And Peter says this, you've heard this all your lives. Don't let it just become mundane. It's not mediocre. This story is alive. It is precious. It is real. And the Messiah has been sent. And then Peter reflects on this idea, this belief, this truth that Jesus will come again. And to speed along the return of Christ, in every generation, God is asking us to reach out to him, repent so that we can be a blessing, a conduit. We should be telling everybody that we know that Jesus is coming again. But in this moment, we need to receive Jesus, experience God so that this revival of refreshment will come to us. Other people will see that in us. And we don't, we don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to be intimidated. Let's tell people and let's watch how God can bring revival. The struggle, church, is that too many times people only want Jesus for themselves. I was transformed, but that's it. That's all I need. No, this transformation is for all of us. And this is essential. In 2 Chronicles 16, 9, let's go to the Old Testament. We're told that for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. I really Let's do the second half of the verse. I really believe that a lot of people are at war in their own souls, in their families, with themselves, and with God, because we would rather build our belief system on a lie than on the truth. And the truth is that only Jesus Christ can set us free. You heard it earlier. When the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Please, I'm begging you. Don't just look at your relationship with Christ as a thing. Your relationship with Jesus, if you've asked him to be your savior, it is a person. You're in relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And if we look at 2 Chronicles 16, 9, the first half, the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro, ranging throughout the earth to strengthen those hearts that are fully committed to him. Not perfect hearts, 
but committed hearts to him. That's why I love the word bless in this passage. Our question is, does God want to bless us? The word bless found in Acts 3.26 means to praise, to celebrate with praises, to cause to proffer, to be favored by God. Picture Jesus with you saying, you're wonderful. You're amazing. God is with you. I am with you. I love you. I care about you. We, we sometimes can struggle with, with accepting the love and the grace that God has for us. I love what Jim Simula, a pastor, said. God is on a search. He's not looking for such things as knowledge or precious stones, although we rarely think about this or hear it preached. He writes, the creator of all things is looking throughout the whole earth for a certain kind of heart. He is searching for a human heart that will allow him to show how marvelously, there it is again, how marvelously he can strengthen, help, and here's our word, bless someone's life. Imagine God celebrating you, loving on you, caring about you. We would have a tendency to think that we needed to tell God all the things we've done wrong. God already knows it. But can I circle back to the word and the, it's actually the phrase that when we repent, our sins are wiped out in that day. As Peter is speaking, he knows that the main source of paper to write on was papyrus. And when they would use ink, there was no acid in the ink, which gave permanency to the writing. So in other words, in that day, Actually, you could take a sponge and water and, and just wipe the words right off the paper. Now think about it and what Peter said. When we repent, God takes our sins and wipes them away. They're sponged out clean and we're forgiven and set free. That's why I am humbled by what Peter writes as he, or as what Peter says. It's Luke that's recording this, but I'm humbled by what Peter is saying. He's saying, repent for your sins in the past. Stop letting them haunt you. Turn to God and ask him to wipe out your sins in the present. And then, set free and ready to receive the blessings of God in your future, prepare to catch your breath, to be revived and to be refreshed. I want to close this message by asking you to simply quiet yourself, your heart and your mind, and just close your eyes and let me ask you this question. Would you like Jesus to be your savior? If you've never asked Jesus to be your savior, just raise your hand right there at home. God sees it. Well, have you asked Jesus to be your savior, but you've struggled with sin? You've gotten off the path of right living or righteousness? If you're ready to get back on the path and ask God to, to just set you free, forgive you and set you free, then raise your hand. If you need sins wiped out, just raise your hand. Maybe you want to raise both hands and say, God, 
I know you're talking to me right now through Pastor Drew. I want to pray for us. God, right now, for anyone that's raising their hand, first, for the person that wants you as their Savior, God, I'm praying with them right now. In Jesus' name, we repent of our sins. Pray that. Pray that now by faith. I repent of my sins. And Jesus, I ask you to be my Savior. And I promise to walk with you, with your help, all the days of my life. Jesus, I also want to pray by faith for those that have gotten off the path. Those of us that have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we miss the mark. God, right now, forgive those raising their hands, saying, you know my struggles. Maybe it's a, a sin that has become a habit. God, break the chains and help us, God, to be free and experience the miracle of your grace, your blessings, and of course, your love. And Father, for each of us, protect our hearts and our minds. Father, we promise right now to just get into your presence. Stop. We want to catch our breath, cool off. And Lord, please find a people in need of you. And we ask for your revival. In Jesus' name, amen. Please, please, please. Pastor Liz, our online pastor, is waiting. If you prayed that prayer to accept Jesus, tell her your name. Hi, I'm Drew. Use your own name. But tell her. Tell Pastor Liz. I'd love to find out. Two, three, four, ten, a hundred or more people have prayed that prayer. If you got back on track today, tell Pastor Liz that. Liz, put in your name. Liz, it's me. And I prayed that prayer with Pastor Drew. We'll take the list of names right now that are being recorded on Facebook. And if you are on YouTube, go over to Facebook, Bridgewater Church, like us, get in on the sermon and say it. Message us and let us know because we'll pray for you. I love you. You're amazing. Refreshment is on its way. And until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.